One. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Interscope Voices. My name is Ashford Somerville. I'll be your host and moderator. Today we're going to be speaking on a topic I think that a lot of people want to hear about. It is farming and pharmaceutical sales. For, for myself today, we have Serena Moore, which is the former chapter president that will be joining us. Just so you guys are aware, Interscope Voices is by NSN DC Baltimore. We are a group of professionals dedicated to excellence. You will hear and meet many sales professionals from a diverse background. We're a podcast dedicated to sales professionals by sales professionals. You will hear a broad range of topics designed to give you an insider lens into professional sales and access to resources to advance your career and development. Our objective is to give you, the listener, a platform to connect, gain usable insight between yourself and the customers, the customer visits, to starting your day, to advancing your career. Interscope Voices is by NSN DC Baltimore. We are on multiple social media platforms, so please connect with us. You can connect with us definitely on LinkedIn at National Sales Network, NSN DC-Baltimore. We're on Instagram at NSN DC Balt. We're on Facebook at NSN DC Baltimore Chapter. We're on Twitter, NSN DC underscore Baltimore. We're also on YouTube at National Sales Network DC Baltimore. And last but not least, you can definitely look up, up on our website at salesnetwork.org backslash DC Baltimore. With that being said, I, again, I want to mention that we are doing uh, topics such as a very popular one is farming pharmaceuticals. And with farming pharmaceuticals, I think no one better to speak about pharmaceuticals than our former president and current chapter of the board. Miss Serena Moore, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Esther. Thank you for having me today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just a quick little background story before we get into it with Serena. I joined NSN DC Baltimore roughly five years ago. And one of my first experiences at NSN DC Baltimore was with Serena, where I walked into, I think we were in the Sobe Restaurant and Lounge in Greenbelt area. And we just had a great candid conversation. We, she, I gravitated to her. I was new. She talked to me about all the opportunities and what NSN was about and really just kind of took me underneath her wind and just kind of talked to me straight. And from that experience, Serena, I definitely thank you a lot for engaging with me and showing me what this organization could do. So I really just want to say kudos to you on that. But without any further ado, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, your history? Uh, what you currently do, and some of your responsibilities. Well, uh, again, thank you, Ashford. So, within NSN, I am the uh, chairman of the board and also, again, the former president. Uh, I've been working in the pharmaceutical industry for 16 years, and I am an executive PSS and respiratory sales specialist. So, uh, for the most part, as far as NSN is concerned, I'm pretty much the consultant for the chapter. And I also work on a, a bit of philanthropy just to kind of put the chapter in 
positions of fundraising and supporting communities. I like, I like. Thank you so much, Serena. So with that as well, I want all our listeners to know we do have multiple events going out throughout the month. Obviously, with this COVID-19, we're using the technology where we have bi-monthly Zoom meetings where we have different topics we cover. Um, so feel free to log into our LinkedIn page and you'll see all the upcoming events. In addition to that, a major announcement is our national sales meeting. Uh, we were going to have it in 2020. And it was actually postponed in 2021, and it's going to be here in Washington D.C. on August in August of 2021. So we look forward for all our listeners to be there in person. It'll be our in hometown. So I appreciate that, Serena. With the topic of farming and pharmaceuticals, and I love the analogy of farming and pharmaceuticals or the title. I look at pharmaceuticals as very much a great process. And when I first started in sales. A lot of my, not a lot, my sales manager spoke to me about two different, two different kind of selling mentality. First told me about the farming mentality and the hunting mentality. And I really didn't truly understood, understand exactly what he meant at the time, but I still did. So when I tell you farming and pharmaceutical, can you explain to me a little, a little bit what you think farming and pharmaceutical is for you what it, or what it means to you? Well, I will say I, I just love the, the term farming because uh, I think that in pharmaceutical cells, that's pretty much what we do. It's, it's, there's so many intricate parts to the, the business of pharmaceutical, in, in terms of a pharmaceutical cells, right? So we, we look at the pharmacies, we, we work with the product, we, we have to understand the, the market in terms of insurance market, we work with hospitals. So there's, there's different aspects to being successful within your business, and we have to pretty much be masters with that. So that's like farming. You have to you have to have seeds everywhere. You yeah. have to groom it. You have to water it. <laughs> you have to re, re go back over it again because sometimes it might not grow. And when we think about growth, we think about our performance. Uh, so yeah, I love it. Farming and pharmaceuticals definitely a key term for what we do. I love it. I love it. Again, you and I both are not agriculturalists or horticulturalists and so forth, but I definitely think we all understand that you have to plant, harvest, you know, cultivate and grow and harvest. And like you said, all the different entities of managing from the customer to the market to the performance. I definitely think like a farmer, which you're looking at, you know, the weather and, you know, peak seasons, off seasons, all those do play play a role. Um, Do you think pharmaceutical sales has changed? from when you started compared to now? Do you think there's a different trend then compared to now? Well, I'll say, again, 16 years I've been in an industry. Wow. Um, and I, but I look at it from a standpoint where I feel that it's evolved more than anything. Evolved, um, okay. T- technology changes, right? Uh, and when technology changes, our devices change. Selling models change, and when selling models change, new strategies, new analysis. But those are some of the things we have to consider when, as as the industry has grown over the years. Some of the sales groups have become smaller, which makes it a more productive engagement with customers. Build relationships. You're seen as a resource. It's just a better approach. And new innovative medicine, you know, new generation of consumers, meaning 
treating disorders that are normally seen in older people, like high blood pressure, are now seen in more younger people in the 20s and 30s. Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that's one and, thing. I, go ahead. I, I, go yeah, continue. I was just going to say, even with the social media, because you asked about, talked about trends. Yeah. Social media platforms, I mean, they're the new trends. Wow. Um, I would have never so, guessed that. I mean, I've heard, well, let me rephrase it. Currently, right now, in this this COVID nineteen climate, you hear certain buzzwords such as telemedicine, and then I've heard before in the past of concierge um, medicine. So I guess you're you're definitely mentioning the social media platform or connecting on social media plays a big factor into how you market, who you market to, and how your business grows. So is, is that is that true to what you're saying in regards to social media? Well, I think when I think about social media, I think. Yes, I mean, just just the different platforms, once again, that we use to connect with people. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and then in, in terms of just, like, in the current space that we're in, with COVID-19, you know, most of us have had to go to more of a virtual, virtual uh, engagement in order to stay abreast of our, our our business. That's, so that's yeah. fascinating. That's truly, truly very fascinating. So it goes right into our next question we have for you is have you learned more about what did well let me rephrase it. What have you learned about yourself in working in pharmaceutical in- industry now? Um, especially doing the COVID nine COVID nineteen and pre COVID nineteen and post. So hopefully that question is not too loaded, but I think we all have to learn a little about ourselves in selling. But what have you learned about yourself through your tenure of working in pharmaceuticals? What are you learning about yourself now doing this whole COVID-19? And what do you think you will continue to learn more about yourself moving forward? Well, I'll say my career in pharmaceutical sales have given me more of an appreciation for why it's important to help people, especially the disadvantage. And, uh, and I, I find myself in a place by default, where I end up being a health advocate for myself, my family, friends, and even my community. So, with that being said, I've I've have such a um, attachment to why it's important to you know, take care of our, our bodies and and just thinking about the impact it has on on everyone around us. So um, from that standpoint, that's pretty much what I see. That's kind of uh, been the, the main thing I've noticed about myself in my career. As far as the current situation right now with COVID-19, I think I've learned that you have to stay flexible. Um, I think that in terms of the flexibility, I mean, I have to commend just my company alone, just how the fact that they were able to pivot in a time of uncertainty, you know, with technology and, and, and basically how we're able to address our customers because we had no idea how this was going to work. So I think for us in general, just to stay flexible and stay positive. I like that. I like that, the flexibility and positive. I think for me, one of the things you said that really like resonated with me in regards to anyone have an interest in pharmaceuticals, you mentioned before of your desire to help others. 
Um, I know we're in a, you know, what we call a microwave or a pop a pill society. Um, and a lot of people sometimes don't understand that, you know, for that one pill to work and have efficacy, there's a lot of time and research that goes into that. And the fact that you have talked about, you know, where you are, what you've done and your passion you have, you can definitely be rewarded on the front end of helping other people and also on the back end monetarily for the work you do. But I definitely feel that connection you had about truly helping people is a great aspect, as, asset to have in regards to entering into the pharmaceutical industry and working and doing well, which you have proven to do since you've had such a good, um, a, not good, but so much a, a great tenure. You said 16 years in the industry. That's very unheard of nowadays. So I definitely applaud you on that overall. So thank you for answering that. Next question I do have for you. Do you feel you are you made the right decision in regards to staying in pharmaceutical for where you are for 16 years? And why? Yes, I, I do feel that I've made the right decision. Um, I've I've always known the importance of medicine and finding treatments to help people. I've always had an interest in that, um, and a lot of that comes from having a mother who was a nurse. Wow. So, okay. So you like a health had, background? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So she shared the benefits. She 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 talked to talked to my sister and I about just the anatomy of the body. So you imagine how that those everyday conversation was like as a 10 and 12 year old. <laughs> but um, overall, all I've ever wanted to do is just have a career that would allow me to give people a healthy and better chance of living. I like that. So I feel that's a really, I feel like I'm in the right place. No, and that's great. And I think most people don't realize that about this industry or anything you do specifically in the sale, the pharmaceutical sales industry in particular, that you truly have to add, you have to have a why. I think that's one of the questions I learned before in my interview process when I've learned about pharmaceutical sales. So someone asked me, like, why do you want to get into pharmaceutical sales? Now, like with all of the sales shops, you hear about the, the glamorous, you know, expense accounts, the compensation. But the reason why most people I feel are really successful in pharmaceutical is because they truly, like you said, have a passion for helping people. They believe in their drug or believe in their um, application, and that's why they do, or they're connected to it in some way, somehow. So I definitely can attest to your 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 answer of you know you know you wanted to help people. Your mother was a nurse, and you grew up with it. So thank you for that answer. Um, for somebody who is looking to set themselves up in the pharmaceutical industry uh, or looking to um, enter it, what do you think you did that set yourself apart? from everyone else in the industry in regard to your professional development? What do you think you've done that, number one, lands you with the, where the job where you are and being consistently where you are? Because I have heard of layoffs in the pharmaceutical industries, but what do you think you've done to set yourself apart as things have changed? Well, I think it's, it's, if someone wanted to get into the pharmaceutical industry, I think that laying the groundwork would be, you know, how are you tracking your sales in their current position, provided they work in a sales arena? And what it, what is your performance like? So for me, that's pretty much how I got started. Um, I've worked in various, I was in management at one point, and I've also worked in sales for um, several years, different companies. And one of the things I made sure that I did was 
I kept track of my performance. And in addition, I wanted to make sure that whenever I sat down with a, an interviewer, that I was able to articulate and, and know how to discuss my numbers. So I was saying that was important. Um, I think also the networking piece. Years of, what is it, Medzilla and Monster, like those years are pretty much, those days are gone. Yeah. You have to network. You have to know someone to, to, to be able to really get your foot in. So with our organization, Ashford, of course, National Sales, National Sales Network, it gives anyone the opportunity to meet people in management positions and hiring managers. So. I made sure I was a part of an organization that was going to get me there as well. So those are pretty much the the groundwork that I laid for myself in order to get into the pharmaceutical industry. I like that's very. Uh, I thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people would attest to that. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said truly network. I think we're in such a digital stage where I've heard you know most companies receive anywhere from you know. 50 to 500 resumes on a given day. You know, there's some algorithm that a company uses to determine who gets what, where. But nonetheless, I definitely feel that networking aspect is huge to definitely make you stand apart. And I think that's one thing you, you mentioned to earlier, just tracking your numbers and knowing where you are and knowing how to kind of position yourself when the opportunity does present itself that you can move forward. Uh, I think if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I think it's the old yeah. adage I've heard before. So I throw that in all the time. Yeah, um, there you go. One of, <laughs> thank you. So one of the things I did have to ask you, you know, I guess our listeners would like to know is, what do you think the pharmaceutical, what do you think a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company is looking for in a sales candidate who wants to either enter or switch into the industry. So let's say you mentioned before you're in management, but let's say somebody's not in management, somebody's in retail or somebody's in regular, um, you know, business to business. What do you think a, a pharmaceutical company will be looking for for a candidate who wanted to enter or switch into the industry from, from where they are well, now? I think, well, I think that if a person wanted to get into the into pharmaceutical sales or even switch into the industry. It goes back to what I said earlier is that you know know, know your information. Uh, you you want to make sure that again you provide your documentation of your performance. You want to make sure that your current position mirrors some of the responsibilities that's in pharma. You know, look at the the job job specs and just make sure that that there's something in there that you can identify with that would be that you can talk to when you sit down with that interviewer. Gotcha. And then also, you know, be purposeful. Be purposeful. Like have a vision of what you want to do when you get in there. And that way they when you talk about it, you can talk to them about not only you want to be a pharmaceutical rep, but you, you where you see yourself in the next two years or five years. And, and that's okay to have that discussion as well. Um, but in addition, you just want to make sure that you're always ready, like you said, Ashford. Uh, have your have your your referrals. You know, all the people that you know that that would would support you in this this new career, and and make sure that they're they are they have a good review for you. 
you know, maybe even have letters of recommendation in hand. Wow. So those are just some of the few things I could think of in terms of how to prepare to make that switch or just get into the industry in general. And definitely do your homework. No, I definitely agree with you. Thank you for saying that. I think one of the not I think one of the first things I learned about the interview process is to know your numbers. And you mentioned it before about knowing where you are and what your performance is. And then also knowing what skills and what's what skills and duties and responsibilities you're you're currently doing now that would transfer over, transferable skills over in regards to managing a team, presenting, um, knowing how to talk about numbers, knowing how to show projections. These are all great things. That, as you mentioned earlier, if you're doing something now with one company, you can probably do that same aspect for, for pharmaceutical sales. And last but not least, the last two things, as you mentioned, was having a plan. You know, where you are for your job, maybe you have hit the peak of where you want to be in retail or where you want to be in regards to business to business, customer development. But you feel like, hey, you know what? I want to connect with something that's more purposeful for me in regards to the life. If a family member of yours has diabetes or COPD, that's a great connection because now you're truly looking a way to connect with people and add a value and learning the process of how you can really help the disease state. So I definitely love that. And last but not least, you mentioned about always being ready. Um, I can't say the old adage, but my football coach used to tell me, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I definitely love that. So Serena, within closing, two last questions I have for you. Do you have any best practices or top tips that you feel a pharmaceutical rep would need to do if they're in pharmaceutical right now of how to maximize their day, or if they wanted to get in pharmaceuticals, how they can make themselves an ideal candidate to maximize their day? I would say join National Sales Network for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> join National Sales Network, find a mentor. Uh, ideal candidate is is just again knowing what you want to knowing what you want to do knowing where you want to go talk to people um, make sure that you're again you make sure that your resume is tight and and again just again just make sure that you're purposeful in, in your in, in, in your delivery so th- those are just some of the points that that I can think of in terms of, you know, tips for getting into the industry. Just just, just know what you want. Okay, that's fair. Uh, thank you for that. Can you give me a, again, a good example of a typical day for you as a top uh, a tenure rep? How do you start your day? And how, can you walk through the steps of what your day is like, if you could? Wow, okay. So my day, I start off with, start off with my plan. Um, I work through my business plan as far as where I want to go, what customers I want to see, and I usually start with my top customers at the beginning of the week. And throughout the day, I'll check in with my counterpart as to where she's going and what her conversation is like with um, a few of the customers, if there's anything that I need to follow up on. And some days we have to sit down with customers and do lunches. And that gives us an opportunity to get into some high-level dialogue about our products. And then at the end of the day, pretty much wrap up, take a, do a review of your day, what you were able to accomplish, maybe something that you weren't able to accomplish, 
how do you fix that? Maybe there was something that you said in your your um, conversation that you want to uh, follow up on for a doctor, and uh, and then uh, once again, then you start again the next day. So it's kind of like having a a, a working business plan throughout mm-hmm. the entire day that helps you navigate through your your you know your selling. I like that. I like that. And I, I've learned that if you don't plan to succeed, you're definitely planning to fail. So I definitely agree with you in regards to working your business plan or working your plan. Uh, think of that's an old adage that a lot of people don't take seriously with pharmaceutical sales. There's the, I guess, the assumption that you're just going and dropping off samples and your day is this, but it's really very strategic, as you mentioned. And you also talk about t- working with counterparts based on different drugs or different um uh, concepts that you guys are working. So I definitely like that. Last question I have for you. Um, you mentioned before using being part of NSN and how that can definitely leverage you landing a job in pharmaceuticals or having a career in pharmaceutical. What value do you think NSN can bring to a candidate wanting to enter pharmaceutical sales? Well, the value is you get an opportunity to meet hiring managers. You get an opportunity to meet people from variety of industries. Even though NSN is deemed to be more heavy with pharmaceutical and medical sales, but we also look for various other industries as well, manufacturing, um, IT. So it's a great place to to, to kind of um, look around, if you will. Uh, in addition to that, once again, I said hiring managers. You never know. Going back to Asher's statement, you, you know, staying ready. You have to, you have to stay ready or get ready to stay ready. Close okay, enough. That's okay. It's close enough. You're fine. If you if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. But that's close. I like it. Get ready. You want to make sure you have a resume in your hand too, because we have different events that occur where again these managers are there. Um, so it gives you the opportunity where at some point you may be able to get yourself a, a, an actual interview. Yeah. So the other part of it is is um, just the fact that we have these phenomenal workshops and virtual. Recently with the COVID-19, we've had these virtual presentations. So you get an opportunity to learn new skill sets for development. I, I remember years ago I had one that was called how to craft your pitch, your sales pitch. So uh, there's many opportunities to definitely uh, increase your 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 selling ability, and we try to help our members do so. I like. And then you get to meet you get to meet a lot of wonderful people. So absolutely, it's, it's, it has so much value to it. The last value I think we don't add in is truly the the connections and the relationships you build. Um, as I mentioned before, thank you for that, Serena. As I mentioned before, when we I first met Serena, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I don't think you took me under your wing. But ironically, um, when the National Museum of Black History first opened, was that your first time when I randomly saw you in the elevator? Yes. It was so ironic. I looked up, I'm like, I think I know you. And I think I met you like two weeks, a month prior. She's like, yeah. Aren't you? I'm like, National Sales Network? So yeah, it's one of those things where you meet Serena. We've now developed into a great friendship, a great relationship. I feel like she's very much like a, a cousin to me, and the bond is there. But nonetheless, when I first met her from that, um, the the mixture that we had, we, we talked a few times, and I was able to you know build relationships and get right along to different reps. 
But ironically, when the um, African-American History Museum first opened, the first time I went in there, they were doing like appointments and so forth. It was ironic. The same elevator I was in, I looked over. I'm like, I think I know her. And I didn't even remember your name fully. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, sir, I think your my name is Ash. She's like, yeah, I remember you. We're my National Sales Network. So thank you for that. And it kind of shows full circle. It's really, truly about your relationships. Put in the relationships, right. connect with the right people, and the opportunities will be there. So thank you, Serena, so much for joining this podcast. We look forward to having you on again. Maybe we can cover another topic. But this topic was definitely farming, pharmaceuticals. Again, as we mentioned, looking at it more as a uh, cultivator or a farmer aspect where you have to develop, cultivate the soil, plant the seeds, check the weather, check the market, grow and be willing to pivot. So thank you so much, so much, Serena, for everything that you discussed. I definitely appreciate it. And uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we um, leave the podcast for today? No, I just want to say uh, thank you, Ashford, once again for having me on today on this podcast. Um, doing you doing a wonderful job and uh you know i am always available any of our members of national sales network are always available to talk to anyone that's interested in learning more about the chapter or just want to do a one-on-one uh we, we're here for you so i would encourage you all to if you're not a member to definitely join all right thank you very much serena thank you